I wanted to actually tell the story of Rubina Ali, who is a child actress, and she was cast by Danny Boyles from the slums at eight years old. She and I did a whole, we spent the day together. We did a day in the life expose and she walked me through how she grew up, her home. And it was, you know, just as much heartwarming as it was gut-wrenching to see that she grew up with not even a roof over her head in a community of shanties. Wow. And it was, it's in Theravi, which is um, the biggest slum in Bombay. And she showed me that. And the fact that she got a chance to get on a plane for the first time in her life. Someone just born in this abject poverty with nothing. And then cut to the fact that she's walking the red carpet at Kodak Theater with an Oscar in her hand at eight years old was phenomenal. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherilyn. And we are the duo behind Crackers and Soup, a podcast management company. And today with us, we have Kanika Jaraguta. And she is going to be talking about her experiences in podcasting, her history in podcasting, how she managed to have soup in her freezer for like four months and not eat it, and <laughs> all of the other amazing things that Kanika does on a daily basis. She exhausts me just talking to her because she does all the things. Kaga, Chana, Kuta, thank you so much for joining us. Yay! Thank you so much, ladies. Oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. So <laughs> I'm just going to read you, you your bio because you should know who you are and what you've accomplished. Oh, thank you. So Kanaka Chana is a consummate new media professional with 15 years of experience. She's a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mother of three. Twins plus one. She's the CEO founder of Chronology Agency, a full-service digital marketing firm specializing in branding, web design, and brand videos. A digital enthusiast to the core, she has seen record success in increasing web traffic using trends, analytics, and fostering consumer engagement through social media and creating compelling podcast content to drive sales for trusted brands, including Molly's Bliss, Farmer's Fridge, Wander Beauty, and Manhattan Toy Company. She has been featured on the Today Show, Good Day New York, Fox, Elle, India, and India.com. A former television anchor and executive producer for CNN, ZTV, and Sahara One, Kanika is a born storyteller and has covered the gamut of news stories, including the 2611 Mumbai terror attacks to Slumdog Millionaire at the Oscars, and has interviewed Priyanka Chopra, Shushmita Sen, and Lily Singh. Yas, queen! Yeah. Yes. So I have to ask you, did Priyanka have, was she Jonas by then? No. She hadn't been Jonas yeah, yet. No, no. This was, yeah, not, not yet. Um, she was pretty early on in her career, but she was in her teens when she won Miss World. So. Wow. She, yeah. She is She's been stunning. doing this a while. I know. I know. And she is just such a fun person for media to interact with because she's hilarious, you know? And so she's joking around with a camera person and she's like, you know, just like feels at home with, you know, when I was interviewing her, like she just really reads the room and she makes everybody feel comfortable. And I can imagine Lily sings as well. 
Um, yes. It yeah. must have been a riot to interview. Yeah. So same thing with her. Yeah. So tell us your, I mean, I read a part of your history and it doesn't, I mean, you are so young looking and like, it doesn't even make sense for you to have that history because you look like you just came out the womb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's the best compliment ever. Thank you. (laughs) Tell us how you got into podcasting. I said a little bit about your anchor experience but tell us how you got into storytelling why you you wanted to get into media sure so i'm gonna backtrack way way back at when into the 80s when i was born um, my parents immigrated to the u.s from india when i was just two and a half years old so i grew up really embracing both cultures being indian and american and i remember um as a child like from elementary school onwards I would run home, finish my homework, and make sure that it was done by 4 p.m. so that me, my mom, and my sister, and my grandmother could watch Oprah. <laughs> and so it was Oprah and um, and seeing other um, women of color, Lisa Ling, Connie Chung, on the news. And I just felt like these are women who are so interesting, so engaging, and they look a lot like me. And they get to do this for a living? Like, that's amazing. That's kind of what compelled me to go down a path um, in communications and journalism. And and it was a circuitous one because when I went to undergrad, I went to BU in Boston. I uh, chose to do business because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do to make my parents happy and have a secure kind of job in hand. But After undergrad is when I went to grad school and did my um, master's in broadcast journalism. So I found my way back and I I really felt like that was uh, was my calling. And I guess um, moving on after grad school, I interned at NBC and I had mentors who told me you can either work in a small market in the U.S. or consider international markets. And so it's just funny how life comes full circle but I thought of India immediately because it was a second home to me. You know, we used to vacation there over the summer. I speak the language. I can read it and write it. And I was like, let me see what opportunities are there. And at the time, CNN was just four years old. And, and I went with a mission. I gave myself a month, did my interviews um, and all the English, you know, news channels that they had. There was Times Now, which is owned by Reuters, uh, BBC. CNN. And eventually, you know, I got picked up by CNN and, um, and was so humbled and grateful for that opportunity. And then I just knew that it's like, I have to hustle. So I got hired as a producer and was producing a show called E Tonight. And within six months, uh, began anchoring that show. (laughs) You are so impressive. And you said so much in that introduction (laughs) from seeing women who looked like you, actually your parents finding women for you to see who looked like you. Yes. Because there were so few and far between in the 80s. I think you named the three that were the most seen. Other than that, there were no women of color that were interviewing, that were anchoring, that were on this playing field. Exactly. It was, in addition to the women that you mentioned, like Barbara Walters, Katie Corey, yep. 
Um, right. Walter Diane Cronkite. Sawyer. Diane Sawyer. Like, it was yeah. all, like, either old white men. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Like, or, Rather, you know. Or it was, like, yeah. white women. White women, exactly, exactly. Um, and not to discount, like, you know, the strides um, and impact that they had, but I think, you know, you need to have everyone at the table. Like, everyone deserves a seat at the table, and you want to hear different perspectives. And I think that that's what, you know, the journalists um, of color brought about. And I think that you created that seat for yourself as well. And then the opportunity for others to be able to see someone like them in that seat. So, I mean, that's incredible in itself. Thank you. (laughs) Especially going to India, because uh, currently... India is a great hub for movies being created there. And it's a lot more well-known since Slumdog Millionaire. Like Slumdog Millionaire kind of broke India out, if you will. Yep. And I think that people don't appreciate that before that time, there was a preconceived notion of what Indian life was like. And since that movie broke out, it got people to thinking, well, what what is this Indian experience? What are their practices? What are their routines? What are their rituals? And now like on Netflix, there's, you know, you know, your, your place has made it when there is a reality show about you. Yes. Yes. Indian matchmaking. (laughs) Shout out to Smriti Mundra. Yeah. Who's a friend. Yes. There's Bollywood wives, which I love. Um, and Delhi Crime and Made in Heaven. I mean, yeah, a lot of great shows over the top. And Indian Matchmaker is actually up for an award. Yes. Which yes, like, yeah, for an Emmy. I binged that within a weekend. <laughs> My husband was like, what the hell are you watching? I was like, I can't stop watching. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, and that's what we grew up with, you know? Um, I mean, I think that like... It was just such a unique kind of upbringing in India is um, it just is a high for all the senses. Mm. That's like the best way to describe Mm. it because you're seeing so much color, you're smelling a lot of stuff, you know, (laughs) it's a lot of pungent sense. Um, and, and there's just so much to absorb in, in the country. Yeah. I love that you said that Slumdog Millionaire really just put India on the map in a global way. And when I was there, I feel like I wanted to be really authentic with how I was covering it because I grew up with that dichotomy, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's the land of disparity. You will see the richest of the rich, you know, like the Ambani family, and then you will see abject poverty right outside the door, mm-hmm. you know, of like, uh, whether it's a, uh, you know, five-star hotel or what have you. And so it's just, it's um, so palpable and in your face Mm -hmm. and you can't avoid that. But with Slumdog, one thing that I did was while all the other networks were focusing on, uh, on Danny Boyle and, um, and then the BAFTA win and the Oscar win and Dave and Frida and, you know, their relationship and that kind of thing. I, um, I wanted to actually tell the story of Rubina Ali who is a child actress, and she was cast by Danny Boyles from the slums at eight years old. She and I did a whole, we spent the day together. We did a day in the life expose. 
And she walked me through how she grew up, her home. And it was, you know, just as much heartwarming as it was gut-wrenching to see that she grew up with not even a roof over her head in a community of shanties. Wow. And it was, it's in Dharavi, which is um, the biggest slum in Bombay. And she showed me that. And the fact that she got a chance to get on a plane for the first time in her life, someone just born in this abject poverty with nothing. And then cut to the fact that she's walking the red carpet at Kodak Theater with an Oscar in her hand at eight years old was phenomenal. I mean, just to think of this girl's story. And so those are the stories that I love telling. Yes, they still qualify as entertainment or lifestyle, but they bring us together as humanity. And in addition to that, it wasn't that she just won. And it's not just she and her family won. Yep. They are so village oriented where if you have, everybody has. As you had said, that is because of their poverty situation, that in order for them to survive, they have to come together as a community and work together. And I feel like Western civilization looks down upon India in some aspects because of the poverty level, not understanding that although they may not have any monetary riches, They are so rich in community and in love. And that is something that Western civilization hasn't caught up with yet. Absolutely. It's something that we can learn from. And, you know, being moms, that's one thing that we rely on. It's our lifeline Mm -hmm. is our community, Mm -hmm. you know, so it is so, so important in our lives, in our children's lives. Yes. And you were able to build a community of moms. How did your podcast, that's Total Mom Sense, which by the way, I love the title. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. How did that really come about and specifically being that topic that you chose? Yeah, absolutely. So I joke, and Bethany knows this, I was just thrown into the deep end <laughs> when I had my kids because I had twins. And when they were just nine months old, they weren't walking or anything. I got pregnant with my third. And so it just was in one full swoop. And, you know, I was just like, oh, wow, I got to figure this out. You know, it was um, it was really challenging up front. But around that time, when I had my third, I was listening to podcasts, especially at 3 a.m. when I was nursing him or pumping. God, those damn pump parts. <laughs> Washing those phalanges. Ugh. But yeah, I, I would listen to podcast to stay awake. And then I just felt like the space was bereft of a show that I have three pillars is informative, engaging and inclusive. And I was like, I I need to set out to build this because just a lot of them were like commiserating, like, Oh my God, breastfeeding. Oh my God, potty training. But it just, it's like, give me some answers. I need solutions. I need resources, like help me out, you know? And so that's what that total mom sense is all about. The term mom sense that I kind of came up with was basically it's reminiscent of our built-in sixth sense, our intuition. And I feel like we all have one and, and dads have it too. But moms, it's so much more visceral somehow. It's like you just, you're so connected to your kid and you just know what's best for them. So at baseline, when you're a hopeful mom or a first time mom, know that you don't have to second guess yourself. 
and worry that you need to listen to the doctor or a nanny or your mother-in-law. You've got your mom sense. It's going to steer you in the right direction. So that's just at the onset. I want all of my kind of community and audience to know that. And then those who I bring on, the guests I bring on, uh, sure, there are many who are, you know, psychologists and parenting experts. But what I love is to bring on, you know, entrepreneurs and founders and, and industry leaders that you're, they're not really typically asked about their parenting journey. Bobby Brown, for instance, we know her to be this beauty industry legend, created a niche for herself in wellness as well. But we didn't know that she was the PTA mom for her three boys. And we didn't know that in 2020, she gave a really powerful commencement speech to the class of 2020 because her youngest just graduated high school. And she said to me, she was like, I was at Michael's on Friday nights, buying googly eyes. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't like schmoozing around in the city or at some gala. I think that just to have women like that who keep it real and to think that they have achieved that success, that level of success, but they still showed up for their family. That's what it comes down to is figuring out how to show up for your family. And I bring these women on so they can share their stories and then everyone listening can learn from them. I love it because nothing keeps you humble like your damn children. Because oh my gosh. When yes. they tell you at 8 p.m. that they that they had a science project due tomorrow and you're struggling to find the all-night Walmart or 24 hours and you're trying <laughs> to keep yourself from beating them. Oh yes. yes, yes. Why couldn't you tell me last week? Oh my god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> nothing keeps you more humble. And on the spin side of things, nothing keeps you more humble than your children because they don't care who you are. They don't care yeah. that you have a million dollar makeup product. Right. They don't care that people are in awe when they see you like in the aisles of the supermarket. They just want to know what are we having for dinner and can you hang out with me and play this game? They see you as mom. Right. Like you said, that is lost on so many because the star power kind of eclipse the fact that they're mere humans. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. Exactly. And you know what? It's, um, it's media. I feel like that's, you know, kind of at fault too, is any kind of press is like, okay, we have to feature so-and-so, you know, on the cover of Inc. Magazine or entrepreneur.com or whatever. And they really only speak to the um, career success, you know, and they don't want to highlight all the other stuff. And then, or to go a step further, they'll ask the trite question, how do you have this work-life balance? So annoying. And of course, I never ask that because I don't believe in it. And, you know, men are never asked that. I feel like we have to change the narrative and make sure that there's podcasts like yours, like mine, there's press, PR people who are changing the agenda completely. And we need to shed light on someone's story and life in a holistic way, cover everything. And I love the fact that you're bringing it to the forefront because motherhood, in a sense, is taboo. So saying motherhood is hard is taboo because we're supposed to have it all together. Saying I am hiring a night nurse because I can't afford it and I'm freaking exhausted and I have an infant is taboo. 
saying I have somebody to come in and clean my house and help me with these three kids is taboo. So if we can just accept the fact that as long as you're formulating and creating good humans who are going to be doing good on this earth that know that they're loved, any way that you do that and that you formulate that in these little souls, you're doing great. Yes. Amen. Yeah, because mom shame is huge. Like you were saying, with podcasts like yours, it can hopefully start helping shift that narrative where people aren't listening to media. Because oftentimes people who are attacked on social media for certain things that they post um, about, you know, something that they like recently started with her kid and then they get attacked for it. It's often, again, because of the media or even sometimes just people always thinking that there's one way specifically to be a good mother when there are so many different ways. And as you were saying, as a mom, you have that sixth sense, you know, what's best for your child and no one else should be able to tell you that except for you. So I I love that your podcast, you know, brings light to that and that you're able to build a community from it as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's so necessary, you know. (laughs) So now that you're like this amazing trendsetter and you have this badass podcast, let's talk about the soup that you are slurping on. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. It takes me back to my childhood. I feel like I'm 10 years old all over again. <laughs> I love that. It's so tell so them the soup that you chose and mm. why you chose that soup. Yes, absolutely. Chicken noodle soup. You can never go wrong with a hearty chicken noodle soup. It takes you, it, it transports you back in time. <laughs> it has that power and very few foods can do that. Um, but I just like, I feel like I'm, like I said, 10 years old, uh, I just finished playing in the snow and I've come in, taken off my boots and my wet socks and mom has this waiting for me, this steaming, um, hot chicken noodle soup for me waiting on the table. Like that's, it's, this is delicious. I, I love that you told a story because it truly feels that way and it tastes that way. Like you taste it and it tastes like homemade. Mm-hmm. It tastes like somebody was in the kitchen and they simmered the chicken breast and, and mm-hmm. then they like cut the cut the carrots like so there's good chunks of carrots mm-hmm. and good yes. chunks of chicken too. Good chunks mm-hmm. of chicken. You can see the wide noodles and it's like this is a legit. This is no open a can and throw it in a pot soup. Exactly, exactly. It's so satiating and nourishing. I have allergies, so you can hear it in my voice, and it just, I feel like it's going to clear everything up. Yes, <laughs> yes. And just keep mm. adding pepper to it, and then by mm-hmm. the end of this, you're just going to be like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know, I'm all clear. <laughs> Your husband's exactly. going to be like, you went upstairs stuffed up, and you came down a new woman. What exactly. happened? Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, what'd you do? <laughs> this is the panacea, you know? It's right here. Mm. So yummy. And it's so funny because we guys. had this guy. Oh, thank you. Not only do we believe that breaking bread is the best way to have any conversation over something nami, but also something that is heartfelt, something that is warm, something that like fills the belly, but fills the soul. And only soup can do that. I feel like soup and like chocolate yes. chip cookies. 
Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Again, home baked and all of that. And and those are reminiscent of childhood too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because we had this scheduled in April and it's now it's now July. And yep. you are amazing because you kept this in the freezer all that time. <laughs> the willpower that True. you I know. have displayed. <laughs> Yes. So it was tucked all the way at the back where I couldn't see it. There were some dino nuggets in front. <laughs> so you just forget it's back there. But we polished off the bread rolls that you sent with this, which were delicious. I mean, so buttery, so crispy um, and soft on the inside. And my kids, so my twins are four and then my younger one is two. And they just said, you brought us hot cross buns? And I was like, yeah. And then we all sang the song, hot cross buns, one so a penny, cute. two a penny. Oh, my gosh. And it was so fun. Um, so thank you for feeding us. <laughs> you are so welcome. And you're so amazing because we have had many guests that have been like, Bethany, Sherline, I hid the rolls from my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I let them enjoy. <laughs> and they're so, like, they're so like gluten-y goodness. Mm-hmm. So yummy. I mean, that's the one thing I will never be able to give up carbs. Like, Man, enjoy seriously. the carbs. <laughs> Eat the damn bread. It's so good. <laughs> and it's not just good. Like, like it makes you, there is studies where it does something to the serotonin in your brain and brings happiness. I believe it. Like, wow. Yes. Agree. Thank you. Gluten that I can't eat anymore because I now have a gluten allergy. But like, <laughs> mm, I feel for you. But but yeah, Spoonful of Comfort does offer gluten free rolls. That's excellent. So they think of everything. Yeah, I just oh, wow. adore them. And mm-hmm. the container that it came in is beautiful. So nice. Oh my god, I was just I was like, I don't want to throw this packaging out. We will find a home for it. Like, you know, magnet tiles, something can go in this. Um, and then even, even the, the freezer bag, it's just, it's so beautiful. It was just, and, you know, I'm a branding person, so I, I care about this stuff. And I think it's just really top notch. It just, you're, um, it's encompassing uh, exactly what you want to evoke in the customer. You know, it's this nostalgia. It's this made from home, grandma's cooking. Like, it's exactly that, but it's modern at the same time. And at the same time, shareable. Like, it excites you to actually take a picture of it and be like, oh, my God, yes. look what I'm having. Exactly. And look how beautiful exactly. the packaging it came in was. Exactly. So true. <laughs> so you mentioned that you were listening to podcasts as you were pumping and as you were cleaning all of the ins and outs and intricate parts of the pump. <laughs> I know. So, so- Phalanges. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw it away and buy a new one. Like, I oh know, I know, I know. I don't need to see one for a very long time, but yeah. God, those damn phalanges. <laughs> so two of the podcasts that you recommended that we will have in our show notes is Michelle Obama, because hashtag Michelle Obama. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hashtag queen, hashtag, yeah, all of it. She's incredible. She does everything with such a, like, I need to drink her bath water. (laughs) (laughs) She's so gracious. Even with her retort for people attacking her, she's so gracious about her response. And I'm like, 
that is just regal. Yes. Yes. Because I turn hood. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, Uh, I'm putting the hair in a bun. I'm putting Vaseline on my face. I'm like, like, I'm popping out the earrings. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, nails to help with the nails. Pop them off. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I'm like, bet, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And Michelle Obama is just the, like, she is what I aspire to be. She responds versus reacts. Yes. And that is the grace that she has on her podcast. She had her brother on there. Their conversation was beautiful. But why did you choose the Michelle Obama podcast to talk about today? How couldn't I not choose her? I mean, like you said, she has just an unbelievable amount of finesse. Um, She just knows how to uplift, you know, and I feel like even those who don't agree with her or hate on her, I feel like she can convert them too. <laughs> she's that powerful. And um, and she's successful and owns it in her own right. And I love that it's not even like, you know, that quote where it's like, behind every successful man is a woman. Michelle and Barack are side by side. Neither is in the back. And I love that. I think they both support each other. And then they just indicate that through their marriage, through their actions, through their public service, through how they raised and are raising Sasha and Malia. I agree. I love their love. And I love that they don't front. They're like, we have disagreements. We have times when we're not the best of friends, but we work through it with respect and dignity because that is how I feel about my partner. And you can see that in the way that they, it gives me goosebumps, in the way that they look at each other and the way that they engage in each other. Like, you can tell when people truly admire each other or when people are just like... Tolerating. Yeah. (laughs) It's like settling, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, absolutely. Maybe five more years until he dies of a heart attack at the age of 79. I'm not naming any presidents that, you know, were just voted out of office, but that's (laughs) (laughs) right. Like when you come from watching two people that actually revere each other to the complete opposite. It's just a glaring reminder of what a relationship should be versus what you shouldn't be. That's toxic. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, just to speak to how marriage is, I feel like it's just as much messy as it is magical. And right. And, um, and Michelle and Barack, I'm like saying their names on a first name basis. Like I know them eventually, but yeah, they, they do that. And uh, the episode that I loved on her podcast is the one with Conan O'Brien. So they actually dissect marriage and they talk about their personal stories and, you know, Conan is is hilarious. We know that. But then in this episode, he gets vulnerable and he gets real and he talks about how you just, you think that the woman's going to kind of handle it all when the kid arrives and it's just not that way. It, you know, it's together as a team, 
you're navigating this, you know, parenthood thing. They gave this analogy, which listen to the podcast anyway, but this analogy like made me bust out laughing. And I've heard this episode over and over and over just because of this. He said that there's this test that like a lot of German cars, like, you know, a BMW or whatever, go through where <laughs> they're tested because they need to make sure that they have the, the quality control and like are up to the mark as far as how they're engineered. Uh, in this one test, the car is just <laughs> shaking up. It's like rattling and shaking up. There's pieces flying everywhere. There's like just screws like just flying into the air. It's like a total like it, it just I don't know. It's like everything's just kind of being shaken up. And they said, mm -hmm. that's having kids. Mm -hmm. That's having kids in a marriage. And like, shit's going to be flying all over the place. And you're like, fuck, what's going on? But then if you get through it, <laughs> you know, um, you, you, you just, you're that much stronger. You're that much more resilient, durable. Like you've got this, you know? And yeah, it's just, it's hilarious to think about it that way and sometimes it's literal shit exactly oh my gosh yeah during potty training yeah yeah there's turds flying in the air yeah <laughs> when my daughter was two she took off her pull-up and just shot on the floor oh, man so nice and she was like mommy i i just did. and i'm like Why? <laughs> <laughs> and i turned to my husband and i was like and at the time he was a bmt and i'm like you you deal with this yeah like at least you know where this came from. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. I know. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I mean, that, like you said in the beginning, the kids keep you humble. So, at the end of the day, we're all wiping butts. That's for sure. If you're a parent, you're doing that. I don't care if you're a billionaire parent, you're still wiping some kid's ass. <laughs> Someone shit on you for. Exactly. Yes. No, so, you may have somebody to wipe the kid's butt. But at some point, they have shot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. So the other one you chose was Beyond the Beauty with Bobby Brown. You have already mentioned how much you resonate with Bobby Brown and, and how amazing she is. Why did you choose her podcast in addition to what you've already said? Yes. Um, so with Bobby, I felt like because she's a serial entrepreneur and she's kind of made her mark in, in many different ways. Um, I wanted to get a deeper understanding about how she thinks. Many of us only know her for Bobby Brown Cosmetics, but mind you, she sold that and has since started. Uh, she has Jones Road. It's her new makeup company. She's like kind of competing with herself in the market, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, she has Evolution 18, which is a wellness brand they do um they have like a cbd they have shakes like i love their collagen powder um and then she has a photography studio and she and her husband own the george which is a boutique hotel in the in montclair new jersey so i mean just so many different things that she has her hands in and at the same time like just from our conversation she talked about how she was such a hands-on mom and she chose to live in the suburbs instead of raising her kids in the city because that's how she grew up. And she was like, I just wanted to recreate that. I want them to play outside. They left and they raised their three boys in New Jersey. And then she, you know, made sacrifices. The way that she had um, kind of maneuvered her schedule, because especially when she was, you know, really at 
in her heyday of, I mean, she still is, but you know what I mean? Like when she had younger kids in her career, she would talk to the principal, find out when the dates were for the BTA meetings and homecoming and band recital. And then she would make sure that she wasn't traveling or doing her own kind of market week or whatever during those dates. She's like, I got to show up for my kids. And, you know, it's a very delicate dance when you have multiple. And she, she chose to do that. And that's why I have to give her props for that. And it's like, I want to follow in her footsteps and learn from her. She's a really great conversationalist and, you know, she has sage advice. So when you hear her doing the interviews, they're really engaging and fun. That's incredible. And I'm very intrigued by women who really own themselves as mothers and as career women, because it's so hard to do. And I think we're either seen as like, we can do it all or we strictly, we have to choose the one or the other. I mean, for me, I'm not a mother yet, but that's always for me the struggle where I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And so I love being able to have these women who inspire me and podcasts like yours, where I can hear different women who are going through that same struggle and kind of get my my feet wet before I actually <laughs> jump in. Yes, I love that you're doing that. You're You're prepared. And you feel informed and you already have your tribe waiting for you. And as a mother who does have three kids and two are still in school, having to juggle creating a business, being an entrepreneur, having a podcast, having team members that are responsible for paying. So making sure that we're doing all of the things to bring in revenue. You know, we have remote learning for two years, having those all of the balls up in the air and then dropping at 8 p.m. into the bed because you're so not physical excursion, but mentally exhausted from juggling momhood yes. and, and entrepreneurship. And I love the fact that she sold her business and recreated another one because that in, a, in itself is such a journey and it's such an experience. But in addition to that, adding her yep. three sons and, and being a proactive parent in their life, who props to her. I, I need to buy her some spoonful of comfort. Like she, she needs some soup and some biscuits. <laughs> yes, yes. And during COVID, she had like all of them at home. You know, it was like the girlfriends and then the fiance who um, she now has an Indian daughter-in-law in the family. It was like a full house and she was still taking care of everybody. So it, it really never ends. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't end. I have a 20 year old. It doesn't end. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh. So I bow down to you. Thank you, queen. I bow down to you. <laughs> Share I love you. I bow down to you. We just love to bow yes, down to Bow down to each other. Yes. 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 So our last segment is going to be Biz Please. Kanika, please tell us all of the places that everybody can find you because I know that they're going to be stalking you and sweating you now that they've heard your story and your experiences. So tell everybody where you can be found. Absolutely. So my website is the best place. Um, it's that's total momsense.com. And it's also my name, Kanika Chada Gupta. But if you look for that subtle mom sense, you'll find it. And the podcast is available wherever you listen. So, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, Good Pods, Stitcher, everywhere. And, and then Instagram, it's at 
Kanika Chada Gupta. And same for Twitter. I guess one thing that I want to share that I'm promoting right now is uh, I have merch. So I have that sort of mom sense merch that you can shop for. Yeah, so just head on over to the shop page. Um, there's mugs, there's hoodies, there's tank tops. And um, essentially, I'm thinking of all the products that you would use to enhance your podcast listening experience. So um, there will be cozy socks, earbuds, my own chai that I'm going to collab with, and actually a candle. So uh, Bodewell Living, the founder, Effie Tanji, and I have uh, collabed, and now there will be a mom sense candle that you can have burning as you listen over laundry. <laughs> I'm like running them. over now. <laughs> I all the words. And so whoever listens and gives a review on this episode, I will put them in a drawing and I will purchase them a candle and mail it to them from Oh my god. From from your merch. Oh, I love it. Thank you. And it smells divine. It's um a jasmine and sandalwood scent. <gasps> And so it's just, uh, and then, you know, the same way with the soup, it like, it, it transports you. Um, and for me, it just reminds me of my grandmother and, and vacationing in India because she always had um, jasmine, you know, whether it was, it was in her hair or around the house. And, and sandalwood is, again, a, a cure-all that we were used to using all the time. But the scents are so visceral and you just, they stay with you. That's it's so amazing. meditative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just light a candle and just sit and just be calm and just enjoy your quiet until a kid knocks over something and yells. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but you've got those two and a half minutes and it's perfect and it's, like, and it's so worth replenished. it. Replenished. <laughs> I am ready to help you. <laughs> what do you need? A snack? <laughs> They always need a snack. Always snacks. Always. It's it's literally the solution to anything. You know? It's like, oh, you got in a fight? Let me give you a snack. You know? <laughs> so my daughter came up to You're me. sad about such and such? You, you just need a snack. My, my middle son likes the regular goldfish crackers. My daughter okay. likes the extra cheddar goldfish crackers. She's like, mom, there was only regular goldfish crackers because nobody in this house wants to buy extra cheddar. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I'm like, you vacuum the extra cheddar into your mouth, and that's why there's no longer any extra cheddar goldfish. Right, yeah. You, you'll live. You can have this one for today. <laughs> so if I had had your candle when she had come up to me today, I would have removed myself and just lit the candle. <laughs> right. And absorbed right, the exactly. before I responded to that nonsense. <laughs> Mom sense nonsense. It happens all day. Mom sense <laughs> equates to nonsense most of the time. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You use your mom sense to deal with the nonsense. <laughs> That's exactly yes. Hell yes. Kanika, yes. <laughs> you're such a dream and a delight. And I, every time we get together, it, like you just, you're like my sister from another mister. You just make my heart yes, so happy. I feel that. 
Thank you so much for being on and talking to us about your experiences and all of the things. And you have to go to YouTube and check out this video because Kanika's earrings are banging. They really are. I was going to ask you. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. Let me, let me give a shout out to the designer, Amrita Singh. Yeah. She, she does really fun costume jewelry. That's like super lightweight. Check it out. So AmrithaSingJewelry.com. And I do have a code because we work together. MomSense50 for 50 off. <gasps> yes! Send that to yeah. me. I will put it in the show notes. I Oh, my God. Yes. My husband's going to be like, what are all these packages? Well, I have candles. <laughs> I have jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> I feel like it was just one episode that we recorded and now like we broke. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mama needs to go shopping. <laughs> Enjoy. You deserve it. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. We adore Truly. you. Thank you. Thank you. I love the energy that you have and thank you for putting this show together and you know, ma- being so intentional about making your guest feel at home Ooh. and welcome. So I'm here for you always. Thank you. Always. Thank that you. That means so much, truly. Like, my glasses are fogging up because I'm getting a little verklempt. Don't make a little. Can you see you fogging up? <laughs> you just took me up. I'm in my glasses fog up. <laughs> oh, I love you. Thank you again. Have a wonderful day. You too. You too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay, stay super. super.